on? We are on. Oh, the thing is doing the thing. Beep, 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 beep. That thing? Yep, they are. Hello. S hello. So, where are we today? Uh, we are at Christie Lake Conservation. Which is close to Dundas, correct? Yes. I guess just to the northwest of Dundas, which is just outside Hamilton. Yep, there's a few Christie Lakes, that's why I was just saying. Oh, is there? One or two. So I we... always wonder, like, who's Christy? I don't know, maybe we should Google it. Yeah, I guess so. So we came to the Christie Lake Conservation Area today. Uh, we were trying to figure out um, a place we could go that Jessica could get around in her wheelchair or on her sticks. It's difficult, but... We may have been okay, but there was a flood, so the causeway was flooded, so the bit we thought would be alright was underwater. So anyway, I think you made the best of it, didn't you? I did. I think. I've been looking at Christie Lake for a while. There's maybe only 10 kilometres of trails, although it does link to some other trails as well, but the actual Christie Lake conservation area cared for trail system is about 10 kilometers I think I did seven miles or so of it today and it's a good mix of green but a little bit harder green blue as you would expect black I would say a little bit easier than some places um, very rooty but very well built and the one thing I really liked is a lot of the trails are one direction. So, lots of no entry signs and go this way signs. That's kind of nice. So, did you even have to look at, like, bust out your trail forms map today? Or did you get a nice big fat break from that? I looked at it once. Wow. <laughs> That's a treat um, for the person navigating. Yeah. That really is. Uh, it was a bit muddier than I expected. I guess there was more rain than I thought last night, so there was lots of puddles in the sort of dips, but I mean generally it drained pretty well. Mosquitoes are out in force, but... And it's a real mix of kind of proper pine forest with a real kind of thick pine loamy soil to fairly well thinned open broadleaf trees and the kind of sort of when it gets wet that slippery polished mud and you said it was pretty wet in there today yeah but you can tell it's been dry because there's on the black trail there's like a s you know it does this s shape and it's all cracked and dry where the rain where it's not had enough rain over the last few months so i see yeah it's pretty dry i just saw more goats <laughs> like a nice lot of them and then the black part, there was there's a drop, like a, a drop to a slope is maybe a foot, so maybe, I don't know, what's a foot, like 40 centimetres or something. Um, 12 inches, that's what I Sorry, I don't know what it, it is in centimetres. It's weird, you ride up to it, you can't really see, and then there's a vertical drop of about a foot, and then the trail slopes away down it's a little bit disconcerting and if you went off it too fast and just rode it as a proper drop 
you'd probably sail like three or four foot in the air before landing. So that that's why it's black. It just needs a bit of thought. And then the next part, so that the trail comes back to the same drop, you can just roll that, and it's kind of the start of quite a cool zigzaggy thing. Um, if there's a rattle in the background, it's Jessica's crutches um, or wheelchair. Or wheelchair. So I'm can't. not sure. Sorry, I did stack these things. Maybe that's a bit better. Um, so also to just give the lay of the land there, there's a trail. Did you already say this? That there's a 10-kilometer trail that goes around the lake. So there is a trail around the lake as well. And then all of the mountain biking trails proper, the single track, one direction, are all on the south side of the lake. Correct, yeah. And they are walking and cycling only, no horses, and then there's some all-use trails which are much wider and clearer, and then there's kind of a, I would say loosely, there's like a gravel road, but saying it's a gravel road is a bit giving it a bigger compliment than it actually is. It's kind of <laughs> sort of gravelly, I suppose. So we entered, I'm just going to talk about the parking for a second. Yep. Because we did do a little circle back, didn't nail it on the first uh, attempt. So we, you do have to, or at least on today, I don't know if it had anything to do with that little bit of a flood they had. So at least for today, we had to enter through because it, it shows on the map multiple car parks, um, but we had to enter through the main gates of the conservation area. Oi, 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 pothole, which is off Highway 5. Um, and yes, you enter on the north side of the lake. I just thought I'd mention that because we did sort of attempt to park at another pee that we saw on Trail Forks and it was kind of a no dice situation. There was a gate up and the other side of the road, what did you say was going on there? Yeah, the other side, you used to be able to park on the road but the, I guess the, the uh, Conservation Authority have stopped it, uh, probably because it makes the road narrow and the locals may not like it but also I guess they want the money. Um, it's not cheap, I mean it was, I think it's like it's at least $16 to park. Um, I think if you look on trail forms, though, there are a few options that aren't quite in the authority area that you can park a bit cheaper. It's $100 a year, I think, the membership. I can look. Um, regular membership is $120 plus tax. Um, and a family pass plus is $180. It, it's expensive, but if you live near there, it's probably worth paying because there's other area conservation, there's other trails within the conservation area, but also it's very well maintained, very well waymarked, and um, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. Although I think the Hamilton Mountain Bike Club maintain the it, signage. It did say that they were the ones who built Hamilton Burlington, maybe, yeah. or the people who uh, built the trails. Right. this outside there um, but and I would also add that you know for a conservation area on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon um, it was relatively quiet <coughs> for an August Saturday afternoon yeah I mean there's multiple car parks isn't there it's, sure. there's a lot of um, lakeside area and they seem to manage the kind of hangout spaces quite well. 
I thought, like lots of tables and... But yeah, it was quite quiet considering. Maybe it's just that bit further from Toronto because like Albion today would be super busy. I well, and that's what I was, I guess, I do, you know, I haven't been to a ton of conservation areas. Um, so I guess I'm, I don't have a ton to compare it to, but I was thinking of Albion, you're right, would have been, prob based on our just small amount of experience, would have likely been pretty darn busy today. And I thought it was quite quiet. I mean, I was wheeling along on the, on the gravel road because there really isn't any accessible, wheelchair accessible trails there. There could have been one and that might have, that was, I think, the one little bit that was closed due to flood, um, flooding overnight. Um, but there's really no accessible trails there. So I was kind of just wheeling along on the the main gravel road. And I mean, I, I did not, I was not seeing cars coming by very often at all. Um, so yeah, I thought it was relatively quiet and peaceful. So if you do go mountain biking, the car park to park in is the actual one that says mountain biking trailhead because uh, no surprise it's closest to where the trails start. You ride across it the causeway in the woods and it's there. So It was for truth. It was. It was not lying. Um, <laughs> good toilet facilities I would say. Not at the trailhead but very close by the next car park along. There's washrooms. Um, there is a uh, what did they call it? A, a little like beach store or um the store is open the store and it looked like it could have used some love and some updating um but they look like they had a few uh what do they call those provisions yeah it looked like uh the day that covid was announced in england when everybody went panic buying that's what <laughs> it looked like um there was, was no, a little like, bit interesting no tea or coffee just like a handful of ice creams and a few uh snacks I suppose. Yeah, definitely not scoop and ice cream. No. Um, just a few cooler items. But at least it was something, I guess. Yeah, um, better than nothing. But just if you see the store, don't think you're going to get a sit-down meal in a it restaurant. It's not a jackpot. you definitely not. You might not even get a bag of nuts. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was cool. I saw a few mushrooms, the Death Angel, whichever one that properly is called, but it's like a white mushroom with a little skirt on it that's uh, pretty poisonous. So I saw some of those today. Excellent. And I saw them Wednesday as well. A lot of um, kind of hard, shelfy, turkey tail type mushrooms, but a bit bigger. And then a few other things that were kind of way past their time. They've got holes in where the bugs had eaten them. Right. I saw one tree that had fallen and I thought, oh, this is going to be it. Jessica's going to wheel past the mother load of chickens. And there was not even a single mushroom on it. It was I just... a gorgeous tree. And it was even like kind of fallen down over a bit of a creek. Like it had all the, the features, the water, the moistness, like... I just have a black and white long shot view with a squeak in the wheelchair going past the tree. I don't know why it squeaks, but... What, you actually heard me? No, like I just had an image that? then of oh, you, yeah, like, you know. It doesn't squeak, it's more like my tire spin. <laughs> I can't get great traction. It's because it's got skinny road tires, not proper fat 
mountain bike yeah, tires. Yeah, I guess it's not really meant for off-roading. Rock hard. Um, but you had a bit more success on the old edibles today and found something new for us anyway. I did find something new, like total new discovery today, um, which was quite exciting. I just, I saw this kind of, I guess you could call it sort of like a shrub, shrub type plant. And I saw these little like uh, blush, kind of peach colored berries on it which I thought okay those aren't looking necessarily ripe because there were a variety of shades looking like they wanted to get darker so anyways I just did a little bit of investigating and lo and behold it was an autumn olive plant shrub or these were autumn olive berries and uh, there was a couple that looked almost the color of ripe ripeness and uh, I tested a few of those suckers out and they were delicious really delicious so uh, I picked only a couple because I I was reading about them and I think that they're even better um, as it gets colder and after the first frost their flavor improves and so they're definitely you know I'm on the way early side here for them so I kind of left them and then as I was wheeling along I saw a few more of the shrubs that were like littered with ripe colored berries and I picked a good little good little haul today and I'm feeling pretty pleased <laughs> with myself. That was a nice, nice big gift from Mother Nature um, that I think was needed today. Yeah. I wonder why they're called olive berries. Sorry again the noise in the background is a uh, guy in a car with a big exhaust I guess that's the best way of putting it anyway hopefully that's gone then that sound it's all right yeah so why do we know why they're called olive berries or autumn olive is it because um, they look they go that color I wonder or no because they're red like they're a I would say a fairly reddish color but they've got this cute little speckle on them they're interesting and even with the little bits of stem on them and everything like just pop them in and they were pleasant. And what's your plan with them suckers then? Well, I'm not sure. I might do a little bit more reading and research first before making any wild decisions <laughs> with my, my little haul here. Um, uh, but if all else fails or if I, if I don't come up with something like clever and cool, I mean, I'm thinking something along the lines of either pickling or dehydrating and I thought that I really like uh, I have some elderberries that we picked last year and dehydrated them and I really like them mixed into my like granola or yogurt um, if I'm ever having that and they just you know they last a long well they last forever essentially so yeah um, and they're you know they're quite tart that like just a small little sprinkling in your cereal or whatever I think will be a nice little punch and they would last a long time and be enjoyed over a nice long period of time. You know me in saving things and savoring things. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode. Jessica the pack rat. Um, and then we did notice that there was a farm shop or two and actually there are three on the road all around the entrance to the Christie Conservation Area. Yeah, one right across the street, one to the west and one to the east. And we went to all of them except for the one to the east. Which, yeah, we didn't know was there. But, yeah, which, um, yeah, we went to 
the all three, but we did have an exceptional experience at well, do you want to talk about that one first? So Um Well you go ahead and finish what you were saying. So I was gonna say that the one that we went to where they sold ice creams we had an exceptional experience because we got to say hello to some goats. It was just the perfect combo. I mean at least in my opinion, a cone and petting goats. <laughs> Come on. Some picnic tables, a nice breeze, a big tree to sit under. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth a visit. So that what was that one called? I think you said it was called Century Farm. That's right. And oh my God, they had all kinds of things going on there. I think they, there was a corn maze. They had escape rooms, which I know very little about. There was a sign on the side that said that they make donuts. They they even had you know some like preserves and I think some frozen meats and um, some baked goods. Lots of pies. Lots of pies and cookies. Um, but their ice cream selection was superb and they were carrying, we really appreciated that they were carrying a few, um, I don't know if I should call them underdogs, but a, f a few of the creameries that you, that you most commonly find in ice cream shops. They only had a couple of those flavors and then they carried, there was, um, one, one brand uh, I don't recall what it was called, but I just know it was out of London, Ontario. Yeah. And I don't... The other one, I don't recall where it's from either. But not often do you see these ones. So there was a few new flavors to choose from, which was pretty exciting. Yeah, and the flavors we had, I, I think... I thoroughly enjoyed mine, and I think they were What flavours did you get, Jamie? Strawberry cheesecake and banana and peanut butter. Normally it's banana and chocolate. Banana and peanut butter? Yes, please. Uh, which was actually excellent. It was like a full banana split on one cone. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that was a little treat. Um, and, and I had two delightful flavors too. I had full-on licorice, which I did say I it could have been more licorice-y. Um, it was a good amount, but I, I would have loved it if there was like a swirl of actual licorice in it, much like a tiger tail, but it upped the licorice-ness. Um, but I think your average... Your average folk can't handle it. <laughs> and the other one that I had is mango strawberry, but check this out. It was a frozen yogurt, but check this out. It was borderline like a sherbet, but with a little bit of creaminess. So I, I always, I often like to get one sherbet and one creamy to offset one another. It was a delightful combination. Makes sense. Yep. To me, anyway. Anything else we need to? Um, come? not really. I think on there. Um, you did. You didn't see any other animals, did you? No, just the normal chipmunks. Actually, I did hear a bird that sounded like a squeaky wheel. And I thought I heard or was very close to a baby bird or a baby something that was kind of crying and squawking. It was quite sweet. There was, yeah. I didn't and, see it, though. No, and I, at one point when I was riding along, it, it literally sounded like a squeaky bicycle wheel. It was very, and it wasn't, but it was very strange. And it was, I could only assume it was some strange bird call that I'd not kind of heard before. So that was a bit weird. Um, yeah, chipmunks and squirrels, nothing else really. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, nothing really for me to, again, midday in high traffic area. A couple of hikers following the correct direction and got out of the way. A few other mountain bikers, but everybody was everybody was cool and going the same way, doing what they're supposed to do. Um, so no, I no complaints from me. It was an excellent place, good beginner place, good intermediate place. I was going to say something, which is if you've been on a bit of a trip around, you know, the Ontario trails, um, so you've been up to Horseshoe or Guelph or you know Arkle or one of those places or down to Turkey Point or it's it could be a good stopping point on the way back because it's you could probably do it in an hour hour and ten minutes and it's you know just pleasant I guess an hour from Toronto um, so yeah just something to stick in your back of your mind because it's a definitely worth a trip I think um, I was just gonna say about your Kelly's hingery there oh yes so, how are you getting on? Do you want to do a little update on the old uh, leg situation? Sure. Um, so, I've been, you know, week... Okay. So, I did six weeks in the plaster cast, and um, I will report, at least I think Jamie might might tell you otherwise, but week one was a bit difficult, for sure, but then I kind of felt like I got on with it a bit, and... Um, did, yeah, I think generally you... did pretty okay with yeah, just getting on with things, and uh, so just um, earlier this week, I that was six weeks up, and I got my plaster cast cut off. Sayonara, sucker! And um, the next phase was to be in an air boot for another six weeks, and. I did not do so well in that appointment. Um, I'll just say, you know, this is this is all new to me. I don't, I've never really had any big serious injuries or broken bones or um, had any kind of hospital visits like this. And it just, I guess, the kind of um, the lack of information or the wishy-washiness of information and you know of course it, they're very quick um, I struggled with and it's hard to even this time I tried to do a little bit better than last time with having a few questions like written down that I knew I wanted to ask but you know it all kind of happened so quickly that you think of questions later on that you say, darn, I wish I would have asked that to the surgeon dude that, you know, I'm not going to now see for another six weeks. So I was quite frustrated with that and myself, more frustrated maybe with myself than any than anyone else, to be honest, but I did a little bit take that out on Jamie, <laughs> bless him. Um, and I gotta say, once again, I... I got trapped in, um, I got caught with a few expectations again. I, uh, I tried hard to not have any, but I, I did sort of think that I was being generous by thinking that, you know, maybe by week three or four in the air cast, I could do a little bit of, a little bit of weight bearing or like, you know, maybe get on my cruiser bike and, you know, not put weight on it, but spin a pedal. 
like two blocks or something. And um, that is not the case. I was told yet again that for sure five weeks, no weight bearing still. So um, it's hard to not have any expectations at all and I paid for it uh, by being a bit upset that day. Um, also, every, everybody has an opinion or advice or... Yeah, and I'm sure it's people just trying to, you know, is, be helpful. But, but it's it's hard to not let those little seeds get planted. Um, yeah. And take some root, right? So, um, so I've now been a few days in this air boot and, uh, you know, you'd think that like, oh, all the freedom, like... You know, now that I don't have that plaster cast on, it must be wonderful. And that's, I keep telling people that are asking me that, like, ask me in another week. Because to be honest, the first time I, like, you know, in the evening took the air boot off, it's a little bit scary. I was used to having, you know, like, basically armor around that delicate joint there for the last six weeks and could kind of bash it off of anything. <laughs> Um, and it was no problemo and so it's I'm sure that in another couple of days I'm, I'm gonna start to appreciate a little bit more some of the new freedoms such as uh, I mean already putting both legs in the bath is is pretty glorious um, yeah. sleeping without it with nothing on my leg again that's, it's getting a little bit better but at first that was pretty scary um, it's all still pretty tender and like floppy and still very swollen and quite bruised. Um, it's just all a little bit vulnerable and scary, but I think I, you know, I'll start to get used to it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Was that a, yeah, that's a good, a good thorough answer. update. Um, and again, I just think, you know, if anybody else is going through that, particular injury or another injury everybody has an opinion you can find research on the internet that will probably tell you exactly what you want to hear but you know you just have to and I've stayed away from like looking for information on the internet for this reason specifically but it's kind of impossible to avoid other people putting their two cents in. <laughs> I should just start. I should get my uh, my earmuffs from work and just say, just excuse me one second. Yeah, let me put these on. <laughs> put my earmuffs on. Um, but yeah, I was I was gonna say, you know, by all means, challenge what you're told. But at the end of the day, that you know, the hospital or the surgeon or the doctor will be just following the latest protocol. And, that's what's happening so yeah yeah so we'll see how um how things unfold but for today that's where it's at and yeah um i can kind of go from one extreme to another from like i'm aware i won't even just don't even put that in um, i would like to add a couple of things so one is we <laughs> do desperately like, need, require, would please ask that you subscribe, depending on what platform you're on, and also five-star reviews only. Um, 
I know that sounds a bit funny, but if you don't want to give a five-star review, just don't bother listening to it because you don't have to, and it's free, and you're not paying for it. So, um, and if that sounds snarky, I apologise. But I, I had a comment last week from somebody, and it's like, yeah, okay, well, don't listen to it then. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that would be helpful to us. We do have a store. At the moment, it's uh, a bit expensive on the shipping. We will see how it goes. We might move it at some point some to a cheaper option, but as it stands, it is what it is at the moment. I'm actually surprised. I, I, we, of course, ordered a few, and I was wearing my cool new shirt today, and nobody asked me about it. <laughs> Wow, Jessica, you really think you're something, eh? <laughs> well, I just thought a few of, like, even the last mountain biker... Oh, I wasn't wearing a shirt at that point. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, dear. Well, on that note... Because he was... Everybody today was so nice at the conservation yeah. area. I thought, you know, you helped him with some directions, which he was so polite about, and of course you were going to help him, but I thought... He would have been a primo person to ask about it, but I wasn't wearing it. Yeah, true. Um, so what does it say on the back of your t-shirt? It says, get lost.